0: Your good luck and Godspeed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks a lot for uh, for joining me here today. We are here with uh, with Young Beef. Young Beef, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm the uh, content lead and community manager for Subsocial.
0: Yeah, and thanks very much for coming here and talking uh, with us here. We also have uh, Moonbearer here. Moonbearer, how are you? Hello, guys. I'm I'm doing good. You too? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm in subsocial here. And Moonbearer, you're already on
2: subsocial? Yes, absolutely. I connected my uh, polka.js address with it and signed up and got some, I, I think, one subsocial coin balance. Um, and after setting my profile, I was set and ready to go and uploaded uh, an article already.
1: Yeah, so the, the beauty with the Web3 stuff is, if you're already logged into the JS wallet with the extension, you're pretty much already logged into everything that uses it. So when you go to the subsource App, you don't even have to log in, you're automatically logged in. And it should show your wallet address in the top right corner with your sub balance.
2: So basically, when you say uh, beef, when you say you're logged in with your pocket.js extension, that gives you the option to have multiple accounts when you have multiple addresses in pocket.js, right?
1: Yeah. So you have like your one account, and then for all the different chains, you have different addresses. Um, but you can make multiple accounts if you want, like test around Wisk, um and you're able to switch between those accounts. So you could have like five different accounts, and then you would have five different sub social addresses. Um, but mm-hmm.
0: you could also have uh, an account for, let's say, a DAO or something like that as well, right?
1: Yeah, if you want to have it all
0: separate. Like
1: I'm imagining in the future, because, you know, us blockchain you can go look up anyone's wallet and see how much money they have. And that's not always optimal for some stuff. So I imagine in the future when we get more uh privacy chains like Manta and Calamari that people will have they'll have like sort of their own bank vault account where they keep most of their money. And then when they need to like withdraw from that, it'll go through a privacy relay to their spending wallet it'll have like a sort of like a checking account or a savings account where you'll have your spending wallet with money that you might need to spend today tomorrow and that will be linked to your identity but your wallet with most of your money in it will be totally anonymous and you'll you'll only transact to and from that do like a privacy chain that's that's actually really interesting so then no one, like, you know, they'll be able to like say, like, oh, will you just send me $5 so I can go look at your wallet. But, oh, there's only $50 in there. I can't see your $2 million that you have sitting in there. So that would be an example where you'd have multiple wallets. All right, so maybe before
0: I set up my own account, maybe I'll look up you guys and see see what you're up to. How would I find you? Just
1: search you in the top bar here? Yeah, you should be able to just search B 3.0. Or you could also look up the Young Beef Zone.
0: That'll probably pop up too. I don't want to ask any uh, sensitive questions, but what happened to the first two beefs?
1: Well, Young Beef 2.0 was a picture of a ribeye, and I think Young Beef 1 was a picture of three or four New York strips, and then I got to the cow, and it's just so good, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Is it, is it combined with Web 3.0? We'll say it is, yeah. <laughs> my point.
0: Okay, so I found Young Beef Zone. I had to click the All button here to make sure I was searching everything. Oh, and then there's, there's a post from you, Moonbear.
2: Should be. Oh, yeah, I see it. Young Beef uh, retweeted or re socialed my um, NFT article. Shared.
0: Shared. <laughs> you guys <are> Shared? <laughs> shared, yeah. <laughs> So I see that Moonbeam, like when I hover over Moonbeam's, Moon, sorry, moonbear's name, uh, I see he has a balance of less than one sub. So it did, it cost some sub to set up your
2: account. Is that right, moonbear? Absolutely. I can't remember the cost exactly, but every time you do something that changes your profile or when you post something, it costs a little bit of sub. I have no valuation for that yet, but I just set it up because I got one sub for free in the beginning.
0: Right, and sub is like a valueless test token right
1: now, basically. Uh, so it's actually the live token. Um, we're currently in a beta net, as we call it. It's not a test net. Um, the main net will hopefully be out within the next two months or so. And everything right now will pretty much transfer over. So um, that's like we had the, the automated faucet set up, and they are live tokens, so someone was, making a bunch of emails, and abusing the faucet, which is why we had to turn it off, because they are actual tokens. Gotcha. And, and you
0: are just doing it by hand or hoof now? Yeah, I'm going to do it all manually, so... And you said you guys are going to a mainnet. net. Uh, is that irrespective of getting a parachain slot? Or are you guys going to try to do a main net anyway?
1: Yeah, so, you know, there's so much focus on the parachains and everything that kind of miss the fact or forget that substrate chain can run on its own yeah so we'll be you know getting our own validators and everything at some point i think we're looking to get a parachain slot because it would be beneficial in the long run but the current big hiccup is you know as a standalone chain we can do a six second block time and the parachain block times right now are all 12 seconds which isn't super optimal for a social network you don't want to be waiting on things in the long run, I think Parity's going to be working on getting that down, maybe even below six seconds. That's something we're going to keep an eye on, and we're hoping to get a Parity at some point, probably next year at the earliest.
0: Okay, so I'm going to try to do a like here on this uh, Moonbearer share. And Okay, so I have to sign a transaction.
1: Yeah. So most things you do, like liking, commenting, sharing, posting... Following people, uh, you'll have to sign a transaction for those that costs a little bit of sub. Uh, it's usually like 0.05 or less, uh-huh. and there's 100 million tokens, so it's not very much at all.
0: Okay, and then for convenience, if I want to go on a tear, I can do this, remember my password for the next 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, it'll still pop up. You don't have to click the button every time, which is a little annoying. So we are we are currently working on a mobile app. We've been discussing a, a couple of different possibilities. One is you put your seed phrase in the app, so we'll have your private key, and will handle that for you. And so it'll just automatically sign the transactions, and you won't nothing will pop up. You will not have to hit the other button. It'll be more like Twitter. We kind of just use it, no problem. Okay, so that would be ideal
2: to make an own polka.js account just to use for SubSocial because for example, when I give my keys away to a company wanting to embed it into some app or something, I wouldn't give away my, my private key to uh, any account I have
1: money in, right? Yes, yeah, so that was one of the concerns that we're considering for that. Another idea was fork the polka.js browser extension. And then either we'd be able to do something where the window wouldn't pop up like that or they'd be able to, you know, modify it where you can check the box and it won't ask for your password for another hour or something like that instead of just 15 minutes. So a couple, uh, a couple possible options they're looking at for how to improve the user experience because having to sign transactions all the time <laughs> sucks. Yeah.
0: I feel like improving
2: user experience is the holy grail for so many projects right now. I mean honestly, I'm not I'm not really a developer or anything and when I clicked on Subsocial the, for the first time and tried to type up an article there, it seemed for me that I'm working in the back end where I'm not supposed to be for normal user. So this this just shows how early we are. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, aside from me, the team is just four developers. Don't, we don't have a dedicated UX person, and if you're just working on code all day, you kind of think in a certain way, and so that gets a little jagged on the edges. Yeah, are you uh, guys looking to grow the team? Yeah, actually, I uh, just put out a tweet earlier today. We're looking for more developers, and you're also starting your ambassador program, eh? Yeah, we just launched that yesterday. 22 hours ago, already gotten a couple of good
2: applicants. It looks like. Can could you give me some more information about that ambassador the program? Because I really don't know anything about it, and maybe this is a chance for you to
1: explain. Yeah, this. so, um, you can kind of think of it as very limited part-time work. Um, they will be getting some sub tokens, and I think eventually we're planning to have some special NFTs for them that will provide a certain number of free transactions per day. Nice. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm over here in the menu now. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a lot of options here. We have My Spaces. What is this? Is this like gonna be My Profile?
1: Well, so if you wanna see your profile, you go up in the top right where it has your wallet address and you click there. Okay. Now pull up a little menu and then you can go to your profile. Oh, okay. So what are Spaces then? The so space is kind of a new concept. Subsocial is really flexible customizable. So a space is sort of like a community. It depends on how you set it up. If you want to make a post, it has to be posted into a space. So, for example, if you wanted to just make a blog on Subsocial, you'd create a space for your blog. It's sort of like your Medium page, your Blogspot page, whatever. You'd set it where nobody else could post in the space. And then whenever you make a blog post, you just post into the space. People can follow the space, so they will see your posts show up on their feed. They can get notified. If you wanted to set it up more like Twitter, you know, your Twitter profile, that would be like a space. You'd also set it up where nobody else could post on it. And you could disable, get rid of the downvote function. So there'd just be upvotes, which are basically the same thing as likes and then you know comments and shares. And then you just post into that space, kinda like making tweets. And then someone could follow that space similar to following you on Twitter. And then your posts will pop up on their feed. You could also set a space up similar to a subreddit where it's more of a community. So, you know, people hit the follow button, which is like subscribing to a subreddit, and you can make it where anybody that follows the space can post in it. And then you have the votes, down downvotes, comments. So it'd be more like a Reddit-type situation there. So it's really
0: customizable. Okay, and where would I find my feed? Is that in my profile?
1: You just uh, click on the sub-social icon on the top left, take you back to the main page. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. That'll go through, and everything, all the spaces that you're following, anything that gets posted in there will pop up. So, for example, I'm following... uh Bill's Polka Dot Digest for Bill Laboon, who posts every day. Yep. So he's got Bill's Polka Dot Digest as the space, and he's the only one that can post in there. It pops up on my feed and it says Bill Laboon posted, and he posted in Bill's Polka Dot Digest. Okay. Yeah, it's got the post. Cause you followed his space, got it. Yeah. And then like Moon Bearer's post he made recently, he posted that in the Kusama community space which is open, sort of like a Reddit. Anybody can follow it and post in it. Okay. And so he chose that one to post in, so everyone that follows that space will see his post. So you can kind of, it's an easy way to get a lot more eyes on your post. Yeah, I
2: mean, for me, it was the option to put it there instead of making a a small MySpace when no one would read it or just Beef would see it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean I like the privacy with beef but it doesn't have to be so private for things I want to get out there.
1: <laughs> yeah so then if you go uh, if you go share a post it's sort of like a quote retweeting on Twitter and so it's essentially it's own post so you have to put it into another space so for example he could have made his own space and put his article in there and then shared it to the kusama community space as well kind of like cross posting on reddit to just get as many eyes on it as possible
2: just to get that perfectly straight, you can create a space and you can put on that space whatever you want, and there's no one that could keep the space off of, of uh, subsocial.
0: But you could create a safe space, let's say, okay. where you don't let certain people in.
2: I could actually, actually, yeah, I could make a safe space for people, but I could also make a space to live out some some spleens I have that might socially not be that accepted, for example. Well, I would definitely follow that space, Moonbear. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm sure you would. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking um, off the record. I'm talking about... That there might be people doing violence on there, and they would find a space in subsocial where they could do it and connect and organize things. This is true. So I was I was thinking the other day. I was thinking about right and wrong, and we do things that are right are right, and we don't do things that are wrong because we are told this is right and this is wrong. But for a person that does certain certain things out of I don't know why, for him it is right what he does. So, for example, when there's someone putting violence on subsocial because he thinks it's right, uh, who's the one saying, no, that's not right and we don't want this here? This is not not possible on subsocial, is it?
1: Well, I mean, personally, I would say if it's words on the internet, that's not violence. If they're planning to do something, um, I'm not sure if we will have ways to make spaces private, I would imagine. But... Even in that situation it's similar to today. People make private rooms on the internet and can organize to do whatever. Um and then other things like images or videos that are illegal in all jurisdictions. Uh we talked about that before. If you know, if someone uploads like child porn or something, um all the content, like videos, they're not stored on the subsocial blockchain. We use interplanetary file system for like a storage solution. So the people running that network, the node operators, they're able to select what content they host. So if someone uploads something like that, everyone in the IPFS network can say, nah, we don't want this. And then it won't be hosted anywhere, so they won't be able to post it on the platform. Wow. I didn't know they had that ability in the IPFS yeah it's uh they've been using it for a few years like turkey blocked wikipedia oh my God. and they had like a whole copy of wikipedia on ipfs and so everyone in turkey was just able to go on there instead because i don't think you can block it as well very easily thanks for the insights yeah i mean this platform <laughs> i mean in
0: light of hearing that turkey blocks wikipedia i mean this platform is actually quite important. Um, I mean, who knows where this world is going in the next decade or so, but it'd definitely be nice to have a place like this to have any discussion we want to have.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I think on the, uh, I think it's on the front page of the sub-social website, there's a little sentence about the, the world leader being kicked off Twitter. And it's like, regardless of your political views, the world leader getting kicked off Twitter, like I should set off an alarm they recognized the need for a, a truly decentralized censorship-resistant platform. Because I mean, after after that happened, there was a lot of other social media platforms like Gap and Parler that popped up, but those are still centralized and still prone to censorship.
0: Um, I was wondering, because uh, it, it cost me about 1.3% of my sub to like that post. Is there a way for creators to earn sub on this platform, or are we always just spending it?
1: Yeah, so it's not implemented yet, but we do have quite a few monetization features we're working on. Probably first will be tips. So if someone writes something you really like, yeah, there'll be a button, and you can submit a tip know we'll go straight to them there's no middle man that takes a cut, but he it will say you can't tip this person because we don't like their content, that type of thing. We're also gonna have subscriptions, sort of like a, a lot of stuff from patreon, like a you know a monthly subscription. Or like pay-per-view type deal where there's like individual pieces of content and you can pick which ones you want to pay for to see. Um the, the tip would it be a dedicated tip or
2: would that be implemented in the like button, for example?
1: We had actually thought about that just a couple of days ago. I was looking at some other platform that's doing something similar. And they had something like that where you know every every action um, had a, a fee for it. And part of the fee went to the creator that that action was related to. And I thought that was a really cool idea. So you can get paid just off of people liking versus having to send you money directly. So we'll we'll be looking into that some more as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like you could get paid based on how many likes you got or something.
1: Yeah. There are probably a couple problems that would arise from that. Like people just farming likes all the time. But the advantage of... You know, on here, you have to pay for everything you do. You know, you're not just going to be scrolling down, hitting like on every single thing because it'll cost you money. Mm. So it's probably sort of balanced out in that regard. Mm. Yeah,
2: I see see that pending out. Would it be a right time now to talk about why should I use the social media that is costing me money when I
1: do stuff on it? Before we get to that, I'd like to mention one other thing. We are working on solutions to provide a certain number of free transactions every day. It will most likely be you'll be able to stake your tokens and get a certain number of free transactions every day. <laughs> um, so when they were building the sub blockchain, they took a lot of pallets from Kusama, so they're pretty similar. So we'll have governance, council, treasury, um, but they also brought over the staking. So we will have staking rewards just like kusama so you can stake your tokens and earn a yield and in addition to that you'll be able to get some number yet to be determined of free transactions every day based on how many tokens you have staked so if you have enough then you pretty much won't ever have to use uh won't have to pay to use the platform
0: sweet so if, if somebody wants to start using this platform once it's live, they're basically going to have to make a trade on a dex to to grab a bunch of sub, and then from there they can stake it, and hopefully that could be enough to use this platform for free?
1: Yeah, it would depend on how many transactions they're doing. Like if it's someone is just running a blog and they're not posting very often, uh, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. but. If you take like someone that's addicted to Twitter and is on there four hours a day, and they come over here, they're going to need a whole lot more uh, to be able to get enough free transactions for four hours' worth of usage.
0: Yeah, so onto Moonbear's question. I mean, those addicted people are pretty important to Twitter. I mean, they really keep it liquid, I guess you would say. But how can we encourage them, or why would they, cross the aisle over to SubSocial?
1: Well, I mean, with traditional social media, you have a central platform and pretty much all this traditional social media is free. It's not actually free, but we don't have to pay to use it, you know, to say if something's free, yeah. then you're the product. Yeah. So we're using Facebook and Twitter and those companies are they're taking all of our data and they're selling the data. They're also totally in control of what's on the platform so if you say something they don't like they can delete it or ban you which rubs me the wrong way it seems like uh you know i want to be able to say whatever i want to say if you don't like it that's cool but you know you can go somewhere else but you don't have to delete it and so they sell our data and then you know there's also the question like i write an article i post it on medium You kind of argue that medium now owns the article because it's on their website even though i wrote it sure sure yeah so i mean you might think a similar thing with subsocial because we're on the website and i post something but really the article is being posted to the blockchain which nobody owns and the subsocial website is just a front end that lets us see that easily so it's it's kind of a if you're not a fan of your data being sold or not a fan of censorship, those are probably the two biggest reasons to migrate to sub-social. A third would be traditional social media. You know, there's some algorithm that determines what shows up on your feed, and it's not available to us. We don't know how it works, but I think most people would agree that it's probably set up in such a way that's not in our best interest. You know, you get shots on a lot of stuff that'll make you angry or something and that definitely keeps you on the platform longer which is what they want they can get more data sell that make more money Mm -hmm. but i would like to be able to pick the algorithm that's determining what i'm seeing and subsocial we're planning to implement a algorithm marketplace so to speak so it'll essentially decentralize the feed algorithms so you can go find one that you want and you can use that and if you decide that it sucks and you are seeing a bunch of stuff that's making you mad you can go pick another one and i'm sure someone will make one that they'll call you know the sunshine and rainbows algorithm and you'll only see good news on there (laughs) something like that so you'll be in much much better control of what you're seeing because you know the mind's like a garden what you plant there grows so being able to filter what you or content you take in is a very valuable thing, I think.
0: Yeah, totally. So that applies to your own feed, but can you also apply that to like your space or something like that?
1: mean, um, you know, I would assume so, if, you know, we haven't really gotten to that point where we have any spaces that are super busy, but I would imagine if, you know, there was one that you go to the page for that space and there's going to be some sort of algorithm that's determining how that stuff is listed as well, if it's not just chronological and you'd probably be able to apply it there as well.
2: Okay, so I already see a couple of advantages to classic social media, let's call it that way. Um, Yes, you would have to pay for the service, and yes, you would have to pay for your actions, but you do that with Spotify, you do that with YouTube, you do that with all the other channels where you just consume, but you don't really give information to those channels, apart from the algorithm that sees what you watch and stuff, but no personal information and here you pay for not having those information stolen and really seeing what you want to see without having someone interfere with what you should see.
0: And owning your own content.
2: Yeah, I mean, down the line, you could maybe NFT your content and f-
1: profit from it when it gets sold or shared or whatever. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some NFT integration at some point. I mean, with a lot of this stuff, I think. None of us really know what's going to end up happening. So that's new technology and cutting edge it's not really, you know, we can kind of speculate, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, I would imagine people will end up minting blog posts and stuff as NFTs. All
0: right. Well, before we go, I want to ask you, because right in the center of the Subsocial site, we have a quote from uh, Dr. Gavin Wood himself. Uh, obviously seeing a lot of promise in SubSocial as a governance tool. I'm just wondering how SubSocial fits into the whole Web3 vision. What's the plan with that?
1: Yeah, we've gotten two grants so far from the Web3 Foundation, and I believe we're looking to get a third. You know, as Gavin said, that uh, they might be looking into using SubSocial as, like, the governance communication platform for Kusama and Polkadot. I don't know about y'all, but... You know, look at uh, Kusama Governance, and there's like the proposals and referenda and whatever, and there's nothing stored on chain because that would take up space. So you gotta go to Polk Assembly or some other website, and stuff that seems like all over the place and really disorganized. Yeah, not very dynamic. Yeah, and so having, you know, a dedicated space for like Kusama proposals, I believe uh, they are working on, getting it set up where you can make like a treasury proposal on subsocial or when you submit it on chain or like auto generate on subsocial. Yeah yeah sort of like it does on PokeAssembly. Assembly. Um, and you can come make comments and stuff. And so it's sort of you know if you envision subsocial as like the social network of the future it'd be like if today you go submit a tip on the Kusama treasury and automatically post something on Twitter about it for everyone to see.
0: Yeah, that sounds
1: great. I wonder if that
0: might be the use case that brings most people over to start. Actually,
1: we'll have to see. It doesn't seem like a ton of people are very involved in the governance at the time, but I think it will definitely help.
2: Yeah. Hopefully we can change that soon. So. Is is there is there any idea in you guys' heads when you're starting to want to put traction on this sub-social network? I mean, when do you want to get masses attracted to it?
1: I mean, we're working on that right now. The, uh, the biggest challenge is with any network, you know, the more people that are in the network, you have a positive network effect. So every additional person in the network, it's uh, more valuable, basically. And the opposite is true. Like if there's no one using the network, then there's no reason to use the network, really. So growing networks hard because if there's no, you know, most people on Twitter don't really make much content; they're kind of just consuming. Right. So if there's no content on sub social, those people aren't going to come. But then, if there's no audience, the content producers aren't really going to come. And so you combine that with having to pay for it and the fact that the tokens aren't available right now we're still having to do the faucet Um, so it's kind of hard right now but hopefully we'll have the uh the mainnet launch within like two to three months or so and tokens will be available
2: well to be perfectly honest from my point of view it doesn't have to launch within a few months it's it's a vision and it's built into the future like in the next decade or something like that and I'd be happy to have a place like that and not be caught in a bubble anymore.
1: Yeah. And I'm, they're still going to keep working on it even after launch, but it, it's functional and operational right now. So it's just been in beta net for a little while. So make sure there's no bugs or anything, but, um, then we can get the tokens out once we go to mainnet and that will really help, um, grow the community. I believe. Nice.
0: Well,
2: I followed you both. So I'm trying to grow the net. I just got to get deeper into it and use it a bit more to get familiar with it. Um, But I like the setup. I like the idea. I see this vision coming true in a couple of years. When people uh, pretty much wake up and see that they are the product of the big companies uh, ruling the world. I mean, we've seen what Facebook did with elections and all this. So I see the need for it. I I just see a big barrier right now for people to jump into the space. And I hope you guys can figure it out somehow. Because I like the idea. I like the underlying idea of it. And I like the idealism of it.
1: Yeah. There's two other things I wanna mention real quick. So the first one, let talk about customizability. The first thing that comes to mind is people is probably, you know, I can go on my Facebook and customize all this stuff with my profile. Or, you know, it's a lot of like UI customization, which we will have. You'll be able to customize how your space is set up. But the real customization is so much deeper than that. So, you know, Facebook or Twitter, They created like a a protocol and then a front end, which is the website, and that's how you interact with the protocol. And because it's a centralized company, protocol and the front end are a package deal. You can't separate them and you have to use their front end. But SubSocial is a protocol on the blockchain. And the team built that, and they also built this front end that we are using right now but it's decentralized, so the protocol and the front end, you can separate them. So you can have multiple front ends if you want. And just to showcase that, they, the team already built a second front end, which is at uh, polkaverse.com. And it's still pretty similar to SubSocial. They made it more with the uh, Dot community in mind. So for example, it integrates on chain identity into the website as well. So pretty similar to SubSocial. So you kind of have to imagine, you know, someone could make a front end that looks almost identical to Twitter and they could still integrate it with social protocol.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking like I could build an app with one button. It's like a joke app and people could submit jokes and other people could, you know, push the button if they laughed or something. You could have a whole economy based off of that and they wouldn't... No, they're using sub Yeah,
1: that's true, especially when you integrate the uh, the sub-tokens from the spaces and stuff. I'm really excited to see what all happens once the, the ecosystem gets bigger and we have some more developers building other front-ends and applications on top of it like that. It'll be really exciting. The second thing I wanted to mention that we just announced right before we hopped on this call If you open a new tab and go to sub.id, this is another uh, another tool we just released. It's sort of a complimentary feature to Subsocial slash gift to the ecosystem. I think it's going to have great utility. So this basically is um, one page that shows all of your different addresses for the different chains and your token balance for them
0: oh my god this is awesome
1: yeah so the way it works is if you just have a your polka dot wallet address you're able to take that and derive your kusama wallet address from it so basically if someone gives you their career address you can type it in the top and search it and it will pull up their Polkadot, Kusama, Shiden, Subsocial Addresses, and show you all the token balances. And if you scroll down to the bottom if that person has on-chain identity, that's also shown there.
0: How are you guys the first to do this <laughs> that I know
1: of? This is so useful. Uh, I'm not sure. I've been looking for it for a while. And I can pull it up on my phone, have all my addresses. And then also on the top right here, there's the follow button, which will take you to that person's Bocaverse page. Oh. I just want to add, this is scary. <laughs> like,
2: like, you can just, like, like you just type in the address and see the whole money flow of a person oh, yeah, on chain. So this has
1: really been what's making me think about that, uh, having two different wallets and using calamari or something to get between them so you can have some privacy. Well, that could, be,
2: that could be a whole different story or a whole different topic for another video or another talk.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks a lot uh, for coming in and uh, talking about this. Uh, I, I'm actually really excited to get into sub-social now. Uh, I'm gonna try to post, I'm, I am gonna post all my content on there. If I run out of sub, can I hit the faucet again, Beef?
1: Well, so at the moment, we are bootstrapping content, so to speak. So people that are posting content on the platform, we've been giving them some tokens. And I think we're going to start where if they post it only on SubSocial, we'll give them even more. Um, Because, you know, if you post it on Medium and then you just copy it on the SubSocial, it's like, well, people can just go on Medium. So we're trying to drive more traffic to SubSocial specifically. Um, as far as like videos, um, I don't think we have a good solution for that yet. Um, I'm not sure if there's a way to upload video straight to IPFS. So I think at the moment, like you still have to host it on YouTube or something. But anyways, yeah, if you're posting content, uh, we'll get you some more tokens. If you do happen to run out before then from playing around too much, let me know.
0: Okay, I'll try to run out of tokens. Thanks a lot.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. The race is on, Jay. The race is on.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> race is zero. Let's go. Good. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again. Um, this has been awesome, and uh, I hope, uh, hope to get you in again sometime. Thanks very much.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye.